0: Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 665, recorded live on Boxing Day, December 26th, 2020. And here are your hosts, the man who's going to be asked a question, Dave play. Hi. Hi. And the man who wants to know if Dave can say the alphabet backwards, Andy Lowe. Hi.
1: Two things. One, yes. yes. Two, you're wrong. Um, actually, Boxing Day is the first weekday after Christmas. It's the first weekday after Christmas? Really? And traditionally, if Christmas falls on a Friday or Saturday, Boxing Day is the next Monday. Now, that is traditionally modern day. Who gives a fuck?
0: Alright, I'm looking this up now. Nope, nope, sorry. In December. the UK, December 26th, unless it's a Sunday,
1: has been a bank holiday since 1871. When December 26th falls on a Saturday, the associated public holiday is on the following Monday. Oh. When the 26th of December falls on a Sunday, the public holiday is the following Tuesday. Because Monday. Monday being the public holiday associated with Christmas Day.
0: Oh, really? I did not know that.
1: But that's, that's the public holiday versus the actual Boxing Day. Yes.
0: But yeah, the bank holidays since 1871.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kind of since there have been banks.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. Never mind. It's not. It it is Boxing Day. Don't worry. Happy Boxing Day, Andy. Happy Boxing Day to you, too. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. That's cool. What did you do for Boxing Day? What
1: did uh, you do for Christmas?
0: Uh, Christmas, um, we got up and Isaac opened a bunch of presents. Yeah. I think he, you know, he. I don't think he first understood, you know, what Christmas is, but he saw all the boxes and he was able to open them up. He saw his name <laughs> on them, so he was like, okay.
1: This one must be mine.
0: Mm-hmm. So we did all of those. Uh, we had some cinnamon rolls, watched some videos, and then uh, we did a Zoom family Christmas with my side at like mm-hmm. two. Cool. And that went till about 4.30. A little bit after five, we popped a lasagna in the oven, had you know lasagna for dinner. Ooh, lasagna. hmm I like lasagna.
1: I need to make lasagna. I've been procrastinating and putting off making lasagna. The last time I made it, I made a mistake. Um, which is, I didn't use ricotta cheese. I used a, like, ricotta cheese cream, which was not nearly as good as if it were just ricotta. And I I haven't made one since then, because I was kind of put off by that.
0: Yeah, no, that's...
1: It was not good. It was, it was, imagine making a lasagna, but instead of ricotta cheese, you put in grainy cream
0: cheese. No. (laughs) Yep. No.
1: Yep. Nope, that's, that's what it was.
0: That's just, that's just wrong.
1: Yes, it was.
0: But you're also starting in the issue of you have not actually said the alphabet backwards.
1: Oh, I mean, did you actually want me? You only asked could I,
0: not will I? That's true. I did only say if you could.
1: The, the I, I presume this is because of either something that Isaac saw or did or asked, and not because you got pulled over and had to do a sobriety test. <laughs>
0: Yes, no, this is Isaac-related. This is not DUI-related.
1: Okay. okay, are are you still waiting for me to do it, or am I, like, where are we, Andy?
0: Well, you've said that you can do it, but...
1: Yeah, so the, the trick is to do it in triplets, right? Because if you if you think about, like, how do you end the alphabet as X, Y, Z, okay, we'll do it Z, Y, X. Okay, well, what comes before that is, like, the U's and the V, well, then it's W, V, U, T S R Q P O N M L K J I H G F E D C B A.
0: You see, I can do the song backwards. Good for you. That's that's Isaac's thing, is he was um Do you was, want a cookie? No. Actually, probably okay. yes. Kate actually made <laughs> cookies. He's like, no, well <laughs> Dave yeah? asked if I wanted a cookie and I was like, No, well actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I meant as a reward for being able
1: to do the song backwards can you sing it backwards yeah
0: z y x w v u t oh no 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 andy that's not
1: singing it back that's singing the song with the alphabet backwards
0: oh that's that's what isaac wanted so that's what isaac got
1: okay (laughs) i want to hear the song backwards oh (laughs) you have to start with like the how would god how would that even go Notepad. CVA is my
0: no, I now no. Nope, now nope. I know my ABCs. My my favorite bit though, I actually like had to write this out yeah. on a notepad so I could you know. Yeah. My favorite bit is there's a stretch there that's P O N M L K. So in in the like you look at the alphabet backwards and there's literally a section that says P on M L K and I'm like really.
1: <laughs> sure. If if that's where you want to take your brain as you're going through the alphabet why not who am i to stop you
0: I, it was it just the way with the you know the way the rhythm chopped up it was you know p n m l k p o n
1: m l k yeah j i h f j i h g f g f e d c b a g f e d c b a yeah. yeah the the g f e d c b a i know because of piano mm. and music
0: oh you're right yeah
1: so that that's an easy stretch, right? Yep. As soon as you get to that last part, it's like, well, it's just G, F, E, D, C, B, A.
0: What also tripped me up was the fact that when the normal song goes forward, it's W, X, Y, and Z. Yep. But W is two beats. Yep. Going backwards, you hit D. Yeah, D, C, B, A. Yeah, so you got to hold that D for a second. It's like, D, C, B, and A. And it's just... Or if just I a- recognize that
1: W should be just one note, and we, we get screwed by having a letter that is literally two other letters combined. It would be like if TH was a letter.
0: Well, it was at one point.
1: Right. <laughs> and then they got rid of it.
0: I learned this from book club.
1: And we kept the W.
0: Yeah, book club, Dave.
1: Yep. Do you know why TH would have been, like, phased
0: out? Oh, God, I don't remember. That was that was a lot of book to go through.
1: Printing press. Ah uh, yes. There's also it's the reason why you have all the like ye old stores. Mm-hmm. Because they didn't have a TH character, so they used the Y because it was the closest thing they had to the TH. They didn't say ye old, it was just the. Mm-hmm. It wasn't ye blacksmith, it was the blacksmith. Anyway. Well that's cool. Uh, it sounds like you guys had a fun Christmas.
0: Yep. I've got some new toys to play with. Ooh,
1: what did Andy get for Christmas?
0: Uh, well, um, Kat and Jake got me an RTL SDR. For the rest of us? Uh, what does the RTL stand for? SDR is Software Defined Radio. Okay. What the heck does RTL stand for? What is RTL and RTL SDR? Yes, I want to know that. <laughs> really, you're not going to tell me what the hell RTL stands for? <clears throat> oh, based on the RTL twenty eight thirty two U chipset. So that's the RTL part of it. It's the, it's the chip that's in there, an SDR software defined radio.
1: Okay. So, so you can now broadcast radio?
0: No, no, no. It's it's a it's it's a wide spectrum um receiver basically.
1: So you can listen to radio. Yes. Okay.
0: Normally, you know, your old tuner, you would actually, like, spin the dial. Yes. And tune to the frequency. Yes. That's
1: Which was oh. just moving a uh, a coil so it was a different impedance, which means uh, it would change the resonance of the antenna.
0: In no. layman's terms, yes. Okay. I, c- I could get like, into I'm more. I'm pretty t- sure I've got that. Close enough. Okay. (laughs) This one is all based off of software. Yeah. So you have a broad spectrum antenna basically taking the whole chunk and all of that spectrum tuning is all done in the software and software defined radio. So I got that. And then um, I got the uh, Raspberry Pi 400 kit. Ooh. Have you, have you seen this kit? Have we talked about this?
1: I don't think so. Raspberry Pi 400 kit from RaspberryPi.org.
0: Yeah, so the, the Raspberry Pi guys... It's a keyboard. They took the Raspberry... Took the
1: guts of a Raspberry Pi.
0: Raspberry Pi 4, so the latest Raspberry Pi. They took the guts... They
1: spread it out... Yep. ...and then built it into a keyboard. Yes. So that all you need to do is plug in a mouse and a monitor...
0: And the power supply.
1: And a power supply. And you have a Whole computer. Yes. With a quad-core 64-bit, I assume, ARM processor mm-hmm. and four gigabyte of RAM, Wi-Fi, dual display output, and of course, signature for the Raspberry Pi, the 40-pin GPIO.
0: Yep. Damn! How much? Uh, it wasn't that much, if I remember correctly. Let's see, United States. Price on this thing. Buy now, U.S. There are no resellers for the product. Uh, can of kits go. got it for a hundred okay damn
1: that's really cool
0: yeah no i that's one of the things i was like ooh. and it comes with a mouse yes kit comes with everything that you need to get started yeah power adapter wired mouse HDMI cable, 16 gigabyte micro SD with Raspbian preloaded, and the guidebook too.
1: And it's like, this is a Raspberry Pi, right? It's not an Arduino. This is a serious microcomputer. Yeah. It can host its own operating system. You can run Python on it. You can run JavaScript on it. You can, damn, plus Wi-Fi enabled. I, man, you could do like a friggin' Iron Man smart mirror with that. Just plug the keyboard in and you're done. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. What are you going to use it for?
0: Uh, I'm curious to see how much, if I can set this up for um, some of our radio automation stuff. Mm-hmm. That and having these out at the transmitter site rather than having a full-fledged Windows desktop out at the transmitter site. Yeah. Having one of these, heck, you know, I can, I can put this in, a, you know, put this in my backpack and have, you know, emergency computer on, you know, on the fly, ready to go.
1: As long as you've got a power source and a uh, monitor.
0: Yep. Cool. And then let's see what else did I get. I got um, some books about uh, broadcasting. There some of the, the guys who have done some of my broadcast engineering books put out like you know, broadcast engineering for non technical people. Like you know what that would be a good thing just to read through. See what I see what I'm missing. <laughs> um, and then uh, Jamie got me the I Fix It kit.
1: For your phone?
0: Well, they, um...
1: Oh, it's just, it's a kit.
0: Yeah, it's their repair tool kit. Nice. The ProTech tool kit. So it's got, you know, all the, the splooges and all the different bits and tweezers, you know. You know, it, it's it's the tools that they decided this is what you need in a kit. Yeah, they've got the suction cups now on there and all the the picks and everything. So,
1: so you can open up
0: any phone or modern device. Mm-hmm. So I've got some good, I've got some, you know, good stuff so far this year. So I'm not, I'm not disappointed in my Christmas haul this year.
1: Very cool. I got, um what did I get? I got one One kind of big ticket thing this year, um, which was I got, Laura got me a new microphone, which is not what I'm using right now uh, because I had this microphone on my wish list so that I could take it into work. Ah. I wouldn't have to continue to schlep this microphone back and forth when I have to do virtual training. What'd she get you? Uh, I have to go look it up. I don't remember the name of it. It is a... Ike Don, Ike Don, I K E D O N, hundred ninety two kilohertz, twenty four bit, plug and play PC streaming mic, USB microphone kit with professional sound chipset, boom arm set, studio cardioid mic for recording, YouTube, gaming, and podcasting.
0: Okay, condenser mic on the thing. Okay, that
1: she got me that.
0: Oh, that's like a whole freaking kit.
1: Yeah. It is indeed a whole friggin' kit.
0: USB based, okay.
1: And it looks like the mic has some processing that it does.
0: Cardioid pet sorry I'm now okay, I need to stop.
1: <laughs> and he's like, wait a minute, let me dig into this this single microphone that neither of us are using right now.
0: Nope. Man, what is <laughs> uh, It's really funny when you're going around the building at the radio station and looking for two yeah. things. One, yep. um microphones that are not currently being used. Okay. And number two, radios. You would other like people have. Well, just you know, I'm sitting there going like, okay, you know, I've got the we've got the the whole in house system built in in the racks, and you know, all the that stuff built in. So anybody, you know, any room in the building can you know has a little selector on the wall that can listen to any station. But I'm sitting there going like, I want to take something out to the transmitter site and listen. And I'm just like, all right, are there are there any just actual just like. Tabletop radios, clock radios, any radios anywhere in the building? No, because wh- why would you need one in the building? Because right. you've got this like, whole. Why,
1: why would you want one? Yeah. So yeah,
0: no no spare radios anywhere in the building. And then you know, going to to like Walmart and trying to just buy just a radio, just just a oh, radio. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like I I feel like I should probably have a battery powered slash corded AM FM radio
0: get one with a weather radio in it too
1: yeah why
0: why yeah
1: what do i get for a, a weather radio like what does that add to it
0: that gets you the direct feed from the nws would i understand
1: that feed
0: i think so i, I haven't actually listened to a NOAA weather channel in a while <laughs> okay because i i assume that's what
1: they give to the meteorologist's who then take that and convert that into something meaningful for the rest of us. Or am I wrong and that is not the case?
0: Most of the stuff is the, um, well, no, um, the 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 emergency weather alerts that you hear on the yeah. radio. Yeah. Those m- most likely are taken directly from the okay. weather channel.
1: I see. Eh. I mean, I'm okay. I think I'm okay. I'm pretty sure I'm okay. How would I know? I don't. Anyway, we should probably start moving into our, our topics discussion.
0: I suppose.
1: We don't have to. Like, I'm totally cool just chilling and talking to you. But, like, we do have a podcast.
0: That's true. Whose and it's listenership
1: not- might be going up, by the way. Uh, I, I I did this thing, Andy, and I still don't know if it was a good idea. Um. We do after break activities, right? I've told yes. you this several yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have the class and we're like, okay, so like let's come back from break and like let's do, well, when we're in person, those breaks are like 75% of them are videos from YouTube that we think are funny. Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz it's just like, yeah, hey, hey look, welcome back from break, here's a fun video. Let's watch it together. Ha ha ha. Okay, now back to learning. But like I can't do that in virtual training, because what would that be? Like, okay, everyone, go to youtube.com, click on this link, and we'll come back in like 30 seconds. No, so I need other things. So one of the things I did is two truths and a lie. Ah. And one of my truths is um, has done a weekly podcast for over 10 years. It's true. And yeah. and when people find out it's true, they ask, what's the name of the podcast? And my my general response has been, uh, I, I don't want to use work to promote my podcast, and I don't want to, like, call attention to it, but Google is your friend. <laughs> so we might be getting new listeners, in which case, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah.
0: People have asked me, I've told them, especially, you know, since we're trying to do more podcasts at work. They're like, how do you do this sort of stuff?" They're like, "Well, um, I'm not an expert or anything, but I have been doing this for ten years <laughs> The technical spot side, I can tell you all about the 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 production side and the uh, well, the production side I can do I can tell you, yeah, that's fine the promotion side
1: the pro- yeah like the promotional and engagement <laughs> side that's that's something that we we never really worried about, yeah.
0: Oh, excuse me. All right, what do we have, sir? What do we have? Um, Well, speaking of Christmas... Yeah. um, Basically, every year since 1952, Queen Elizabeth has been giving a Christmas address to everybody.
1: Okay. I mean, to England, but also to everybody. Yeah,
0: well, it used to be sent out, you know, to all the British colonies and...
1: Right. Sorry, the English Empire. Yes. As it were.
0: Yes. Um, Well, um, Channel 4 in britain which i do believe is like one of the few independent um channels in um in the uk yes i i presume yes yeah because it was yeah bbc1 bbc2 and then i think itv came in third and then channel four came in afterwards hence
1: oh wow so it literally is like channel four yeah Okay, like nationally.
0: Yeah. And what did Channel 4 do? Uh, Channel 4 for uh past dozen or so years, I think, basically has an alternative Christmas address that plays on their station after the queen plays her address. Okay. Well, this year they had, instead of another person giving the address, they did a, a Queen Elizabeth deepfake address. Ooh. <clears throat> Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting choice.
1: Probably not very well looked upon.
0: No, there's there's a lot of people who have been harping on them online for, you know, creating this deep fake.
1: Yeah. And if you want to talk about technology that scares the crap out of you, deep fakes is high on the list. Can we agree on that? That like deep fakes, just as a general concept, are scary as shit.
0: hmm
1: In this day and age where like trust in the media is already dropping because of statements like the fact that trust in the media is dropping, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, dog, oh, God, it's scary. Also because you have people like the president out there saying that the media is all lies. Mm-hmm. It's all lies, Andy. It's all lies. It's not all lies.
0: It's not all lies. Not all lies. They, they're quote is saying that it's a powerful reminder that we can no longer trust our eyes. Or ears. Some people though have saying that, you know. How um, dare you? Well, some people have said, we haven't seen deep fakes widely used yet, so we should really be careful about making people think that they can't believe what they see. Mm. If you've not seen them before, this can make you believe that deep fakes are a more widespread problem than they are, according to the program director of Witness, an organization using video and technology to protect human rights. We shouldn't be escalating the rhetoric to claim that we're surrounded by them, which we're, we don't need to be surrounded by with them. It's... Granted, who was it was it the guy that was sharing the video of Pelosi where he had slowed down parts of her speech to make it sound like she was slurring her words? Mm-hmm. That's not really a deep fake. That's a just a <laughs> that's a quick five minutes with final cut.
1: Yep. Or when they sped up the footage of that uh reporter. Oh yeah. So it looked like he attacked the aide.
0: Mm-hmm. The, the, uh, a technology policy researcher behind deepfakes in the U.K. during the 2019 general election says, The risk is that it becomes easier and easier to use deepfakes, and there is an obvious challenge to having fake information out there, but also the threat that they undermine genuine video footage, w- which could be dismissed as deepfakes. We should generally be concerned about this tech, but the main problem with deepfakes today is their use in non-consensual deepfake porno rather than information. That, yep, that's, that's very, that's true. Part of me, I watched this thing, and part of me thought maybe they, because um, it, it, I hate to say it, but it looks fake.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the single still image of it, and I'm like, there's something. We're, I, I described it the other day. Um, we were talking about the Mandalorian, and without going too far into detail, for for those of you who have not yet seen season two, Andy, um, it felt, I, I described it as being on the far side of the uncanny valley. So instead of on the hill going down into the valley, we're on the other side coming back up. That's where these, like, deep fakes and CGI
0: faces are. I, I don't doubt it. Well, I mean, the, the mandalorian is trying that whole what was it the ilm like virtual background
1: oh i haven't even like wait those were all virtual
0: yeah yeah no the backgrounds for the mandalorian uses this crazy virtual like green screen i swear we talked about this
1: probably right it's a very like small stage that they actually do their stuff
0: on. yeah the the mandalorian led wall well, there's, there's some practical stuff on there, but the whole, like.
1: Oh, good Lord. Is it really that crazy? Holy shit. It is really that crazy. There's a four minute YouTube video about this. What does this wall look? I want to see the wall in action. God, even when they're on the stage, it looks like they're in this friggin' place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow. They still have to design the ceiling. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. It's a giant TV screen. Yeah. <laughs> Huh, they could come up with some pretty, god damn, so all those scenes where it looks like there's a bunch of depth, there is literally a screen, like, ten feet behind them.
0: Mm-hmm. Good
1: lord. Okay, so that's not what I was talking about when I was talking about the far side of the uncanny valley. Okay. I was talking about certain, um, well, effectively deep faking, but
0: with previous images. Are we talking more along the lines of Rogue One? yes. What
1: they did with Tarkin in Rogue One, but they, they've they gotten better at it. Rogue One came out, what, like three years ago? Oh, jeez, I don't even remember. Four years ago, 2016. They let, let me just say, they have done more work on
0: it. Well, it's, you know, because they, they, they decided not to do it with Star Wars 9, with Carrie Fisher.
1: Right, out of respect for Carrie Fisher.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep, no, I don't think this is... What, who was it was that adobe yeah adobe did their audio thing like that years ago wasn't it
1: that i think like two years ago where they did the the audio so i think some dude at adobe made the like if i can get a 10 second clip of you speaking i can fake anything
0: yeah it was um it was was it was a keen peel it had one of them on there And they had an interview that he had given and they had taken the the audio from that interview and some other stuff and basically just had him just (laughs) re-say something like he kissed his dogs or something like that. It's one of the things where you're like looking at it going like, well, that's neat, but oh my God, this...
1: Terrifying. Terrifying technology. Although I wonder how that would work with someone like Snoop Dogg. (laughs) Or Snoop Lion? That's his name now, right? He changed his name somewhere along the way.
0: I swear, I've seen programs. F- hes He's got a new show. And I think he's actually called Snoop Dogg on the show.
1: Dude's gotta settle on a name. <laughs> uh, while we're on the, the topic of, like, technology that is scary as hell, can I also add one more, which is CRISPR? Like, oh, yeah. Yes, it can do good things. Yes, I want it. Holy crap, that's scary. Like, the ability to target DNA... And and cut things out, and then you add in Cas and Cas nine, and you get the ability to like insert things. Like we are we are on the the precipice of
0: a lot of technologies that we as a society are not ready for. Well, how is that? I'm I'm trying. I'm still trying to wrap my head around the R, the mRNA vaccines as well. Yeah, that's, that's that sort-
1: is awesome. That's really cool. I, I like. So I I actually did a little reading about this and about the theory behind it. And it's it's friggin genius and is a technology that is 18 years in the making. The COVID-19 vaccine is the first one where they really got to try this out. Are you familiar with how this works?
0: Well, I, I keep on getting that and CRISPR stuff confused
1: okay CRISPR. think of it as a scissors for the dna
0: yeah no because it, it cuts off the section and then the copying of the dna takes But well, it new- just
1: it just you can split up sections of dna yeah that's it but you can do it like very specifically
0: yeah because you look for the certain signpost dna right. things yep
1: Um, that is different than the mRNA vaccine. Okay. Because the mRNA vaccine, they they are not inserting RNA into your genome. That would be bad. What they are doing with the, the mRNA vaccine is they have built, like, built mRNA. And it is the piece of RNA that would be built from the... The virus, right? It's the it's RNA that when you effectively compile it organically results in a protein and that protein is the spike protein that is on the outside shell of the covid-19 virus. So the idea is you get billions of this little fragment of RNA and you put that into its own shell that will go into a cell. And so you just add this into the body. You just let it go through the body and go into your cells. And it it kind of is like a mini virus in the sense that the RNA goes into your cell and tricks your cell into creating this protein. The difference is we're just creating the spike protein, not the entire virus
0: oh okay so rather than rather than basically old vaccines were basically weaker versions of the virus that your body could overcome or
1: inactivated but yes
0: so we have a house old vaccines would basically have a dumb burglar try and break in, and you'd figure out how the dumb burglar would do it, so therefore the smarter burglar wouldn't be able to get in that way. Sure. This way is just the tools that the burglar uses to get in. Yeah. And you learn how to basically stop the tools.
1: Well, it's not that it learns to stop the tools. The tools still work, let's be clear. This doesn't stop the virus from actually doing anything. But it teaches your immune system to recognize the spike protein as an invader. And it has your immune system learn how to counter that. So with, like, it, it knows what antibodies to use. And then it stores that information in the memory cells mm-hmm. so that when you actually do get infected with COVID, your body knows how to fight it.
0: Before it can go to it town. Before it establishes itself. Yep. Okay. You learn something new every day.
1: Yeah. No, the mRNA vaccine is like, well, that's brilliant. Huh. Yeah, it just tricks your body into producing the spike protein. That is how the virus gets into your body or into your cells. And then it just attacks that. All right. Let's get off of technology that's scary as shit. (laughs) We do have other topics to talk about.
0: Yes. Cyberpunk
1: um, is in trouble or CD Projekt Red is in
0: trouble. Yeah, there's a lawyer... That's starting up a class action lawsuit. Um, he still has not found a lead plaintiff for the suit, okay. and is currently asking for shareholders interested in joining the suit to fill out a form online. So the the lawyer's there, but now he's like, Wait. "Hey, does does, does anybody want to actually? I you know I'm ready to sue this guy. Can anybody um,
1: shareholders? But like shareholders of what? CD Projekt is a private company, isn't it? I
0: I guess not.
1: Can I buy shares of CD Project Red? I can. Well, that's surprising.
0: Yeah, CDProject.com slash investors. GPW ticker CDR.
1: Interesting.
0: So yeah, so the, the lawyer is creating a suit saying that um, executives lied to investors about the state of the game on the Xbox One and PS4. Oh,
1: whatever. Look, the company did like some dumb shit. They shouldn't have released It wasn't ready. They knew it wasn't ready. But at the same time, why were people clamoring, hey, release the game already. Hey, release the game already. What happened to it'll be done when it's done and shut up and sit down
0: and wait for it? COVID. (laughs) A lot of people were clamoring for something to play. You know, like we had talked about, it had won so many awards at E3, what, 2018?
1: 18, 2018, which is dumb because it wasn't out. How do you win awards for E3 2018 with a game that's not released, unless the award is Most Anticipated Upcoming Game, which it did win. I, I don't know. I, I have sympathy for people who bought it expecting a finished game. I have sympathy for the studio for being under immense pressure to release a game. But A, games at launch are generally broken, and B, let them finish their game. That's where I'm at on that. How about you?
0: I just love the fact that the lawyer is like, I'm ready to sue, but I don't have a plaintiff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, well, you probably won't get one.
0: So, in other gaming news... Yes. Um, back in June, KFC released a trailer for the KF console. KFC onsole.
1: Yeah, the KF console thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, we all thought they were joking. They, they, They weren't joking. Um... KFC has teamed up with Cooler Master and is launching a gaming, basically, PC.
1: So it's not really a console. No. It is a PC.
0: Yes. Um, It is a
1: KFC-branded PC.
0: Yes. With... Um, intel n u c nine c p u one terabyte solid state drive uh in the marketing from cooler Master it talked about ray tracing so it 's got an nvidia g p u in it they say it 's okay. able to do um two hundred and forty frames per second at two hundred and forty hertz output on four k display and of from course k f c from from k f c the the kicker is um has a warming tray. For your fried chicken.
1: Yeah. Okay, but you can't call it a console if it's not a console. It's a PC. Also, how much
0: is it? They haven't announced that yet. Ah, uh, I'm very angry at
1: KFC. A, for calling it a console when it is not a console. B, for existing. <laughs>
0: uh, is it? Is it sad to say that I have actually been to the original KFC in Kentucky?
1: It is not sad to say that. I I presume it is just like any other KFC.
0: Uh, this one had a little attached museum next to it. Okay. About the history of KFC.
1: And there are 27 spices and whatever? Yeah. Herbs and spice. How many herbs and spices are they supposed to have?
0: I don't know. I haven't been to a KFC since, so.
1: KFC herbs and spices. 11. It was 11 herbs and spices. It is paprika Onion salt, celery salt, sage, garlic powder, ground allspice, ground oregano,
0: chili powder. That's eight. Oh, maybe it wasn't the actual first KFC. What? Corbin, Kentucky is where Colonel Sanders first sold chicken. But the first KFC franchise was actually opened in Salt Lake City in 1952.
1: Salt. One of the 11 herbs and spices is salt. (laughs) Salt. There's a lot of copycat recipes out there.
0: Well, of course.
1: This one says it is salt, thyme, oregano, black pepper, celery salt, dried mustard, white pepper, garlic salt, paprika, ginger, and basil.
0: I'm just still can't figure out what the heck that the first KFC was actually opened in Utah.
1: I don't know, man.
0: So what what was I eating at at Corbin, Kentucky?
1: (laughs) The third KFC. KFC is also selling a fire log that smells like fried chicken. Didn't
0: I just see that they're also
1: doing a movie about Colonel Sanders?
0: Oh, the um, the Mario Lopez movie? Maybe. I think it's Mario Lopez.
1: A recipe for seduction?
0: Yes, it's a Lifetime mini movie. It's like why? It's like sixteen minutes long.
1: Original Lifetime mini movie starring Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders.
0: Yep, 16 minutes long if you wanna. Uh, fuck. If you're waiting for your KFC to get delivered, you got time.
1: It'd take me longer to read the synopsis than to just watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow, 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 wow. Have you ever watched an episode of a TV show and just been like, wait a minute, I know that person? And then, wait a minute, I know that person. And that person, I'm like, wait a minute, this, this show is nothing but, like, famous people, or this episode at least, is nothing but, like, famous people coming in for guest spots. What show were you watching that that happened
0: at? <laughs> uh, I was watching Malcolm in the Middle. Because I've seen that happen in Stargate sometimes.
1: Yep, Stargate does it. Stargate does it with uh, former Star Trek actors. All right, one episode of Malcolm in the Middle. Had Magic Johnson, Bradley Whitford, Susan Sarandon, and
0: Patrick Warburton,
1: <laughs> all in the same episode.
0: I mean, there was was it a Star Stargate episode that had like all of the um, Delois family in it? Yeah, there was a Stargate episode with all all three Dom, all three kids.
1: I wouldn't know. I haven't watched Stargate.
0: Uh, there was a Stargate episode that had Neil deGrasse Tyson and um, Bill Nye. In there, awesome. I, I think the two of them were cracking jokes at um, Beckham. What's what's the actor's name? I can't remember. Beckett. I think they were cracking jokes at Beckett during some astrophysics con- conference or something like that. And he's sitting there going, "Like, oh, if you guys only knew, but I can't, I can't tell you." <laughs> um. But uh. So this KF console, actually a computer, um, might be your only place to get a computer because they're still saying. Laptops and desktops are still going to be shortage until 2022.
1: Is that just because like manufacturing went down and demand went up at the same
0: time? Uh, pretty much, yeah. De- um, let's see. Uh, global shipments for PC topped out at 300 million in 2008. And we, we've been going down ever since 2008. Okay. Until, you know, pandemic.
1: <clears throat> at which point, everyone wanted their own computer at home and yep. multiple computers because you needed one for each of the kids so that they could do school. Mm-hmm. Are webcams still hard to come by right now?
0: Um, not really. Actually, there was uh, a what did I get on Amazon? I got some cheap, cheap like thirty buck webcam that you know was thirty bucks, but I I got it two day shipping, and it actually it wasn't bad actually. Nice. So, you know, it wasn't, you know, Logitech or anything. It's some frickin' no-name brand out of nowhere. Yeah, I don't even think this thing has a brand name. Anvask? A-N-V-A-S-K?
1: So not a brand name?
0: No, not a brand name. $35. But
1: probably has all of the same internals as something from one of the big names. Yep. So is there a short like I know I have a friend who just bought a computer. Are there shortages? See so if I want to go like best buy Chromebook. Yeah, man, I don't know what people are saying. Like, there's plenty of stuff out there. Um Nvidia thirty eighty.
0: Well, the NVIDIA cards. Um <laughs>
1: I want to buy that from... Okay, that's sold out. Oh, there, I can buy an Asus GeForce. Nope, that's sold out. Uh, I can buy... That's sold out. All right, so all the 3080s are gone.
0: Okay, this is from Extreme Tech back in August. Yep. Um, where is it at here? Dell, HP, and Lenovo back in August have said they basically have a combined shortage of five million units huh yeah dell hp and lenovo claiming to have a collective shortage of five million laptops back in august
1: but like there are laptops in stores right now you're looking it up
0: yeah i'm, I'm looking up the actual in you know in store not just you know go for it i have to find a store first really oh there we go okay Pick up today, exclude out-of-stock items, all laptops. Uh, I, there are 29 laptops available at the Best Buy down the road right now. Most of them are MacBooks. Ugh. mm mm-hmm.
1: Those are not computers.
0: <clears throat> 18. We're down to 18 laptops available at the Best Buy down the road. Pick up tomorrow. That's true, yeah. Holiday stock, probably. Right. God, man! Some of these Surface laptops are just expensive.
1: Yeah, the the Microsoft Surface stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, Reuters is saying there's going to be there's still a shortage.
1: All right. I mean, I, I don't doubt them. It just. What you define as shortage
0: seems weird. This might also be just talking about, like, you know, governments and schools and everything. Yeah. Um, Pan-American president at Acer says that Acer has been absorbing the cost to fly laptops directly to its education customers to cut months off of shipping. Yet, some customers must wait four months to get their shipments.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I guess that would be the shortage. So, like, Best Buy and Walmart have all the laptops right now.
0: Yep. But, you know, trying to get, you know, 400 Chromebooks for your school district might have problems. Yep. Uh, let's see. Also, shortage stuff. Um, The 5G C-band auction is taking a break till January 4th.
1: Is this the thing that you've been, like, texting me about every couple of days? Going, yes. like, hey, the auction's getting bigger and bigger. And I'm like, cool.
0: Yep. This is the... the satellite spectrum that the FCC is repurposing to the cell phone carriers, and they're auctioning it off. And right now, after 45 rounds of auction, gross proceeds are at $69.8 billion. That's a lot. Yep, that is, it's, it's the new FCC auction record. Previous record was the AWS 3 auction back in 2015 at $44.8 billion after 341 rounds and we're already at almost 70 billion after 45 rounds and the uh the website i've been kind of linking you to mm-hmm. this guy's been taking all the the data that the fcc is handing out they, they won't tell you you know who's bidding at what values they're just you know basically everybody bids until you know uh supply is greater than demand at a certain price point Right. If, you know, supply is equal to demand or so, uh, demand is greater than supply, then the round, the bidding goes up by at least 10%. So, you know, 10% on top of 10% on top of 10%. These, it starts to get pretty high pretty quickly. Hence, $70 billion. And it looks like there are no um, areas in the United States that have <clears throat> supply greater than demand.
1: So it's going to continue for a little while. Mm-hmm. Now, this is... This is a spectrum auction. Yes. Right. Is this part of that reverse auction that we had like two years ago? That was, that was in preparation for this.
0: No, that was f- uh, the TV spectrum.
1: Okay, and this is what part of the spectrum?
0: This is the C-band satellite spectrum. So we're talking the big satellite dishes. Okay. Not your, not your little tiny direct TV satellite dishes, but we're talking like the big huge ones you see.
1: So like TV station satellite dishes.
0: Yeah, TV stations, <laughs> radio stations, like yeah, the big, the big honking dishes.
1: Do we know who the like primary bidders are?
0: nope, nope that none of that will come out until the auction is all done
1: okay just you know. someone's bidding and it's it's weird though because it you're not bidding for the entire spectrum right it's not that it's sixty nine point five billion dollars. For this one company to get the entire spectrum.
0: No, there's they've broken up the United States into uh, PEAs. I've forgot exactly what those the abbreviations for, but they break the the U.S. up into different groups, different areas, and you're bidding on you know spectrum in that area. And each spectrum area is broken into three categories: A, B, and C. Um, A is the first. Part of the spectrum that's going to be available soonest. Mm-hmm. I think that one is at the end of 2021. Is when the broadcasters have to be off of that part of the spectrum, um, and then B and C are going to show up. I think within the next couple of years after that.
1: Okay, and this is for the C part of that ABC.
0: No, no, no. The, the C band is the C
1: part of the C band.
0: It, it's the, the C band is the nickname for the spectrum area. Okay, let me look up the exact frequencies. Uh, 4 to 8 gigahertz is the C-band. Okay, uh, Raymond James Analyst um, has kind of estimated what the big spenders are. He Verizon? Esti- uh, Verizon at 30 to $36 billion. Comcast, uh, Comcast and Charter actually they're thinking second at twenty three to twenty seven billion. AT and T at twenty to twenty three billion. T Mobile at four to five billion. U S Cellular at two to three billion. And Dish Network at one to two billion.
1: Interesting, in that all of those are mobile carriers.
0: Well, except for Comcast and Charter.
1: Okay, internet providers.
0: Yeah, they technically have a mobile. You know, Comcast does have Xfinity Mobile, but I think they're right. uh, they are, they are they piggyback on somebody else, though, right? I think so.
1: But like, none of them are big broadcast. I mean, I guess comcast is nbc but i'd also expect like abc and cbs to be in there
0: why this this is for 5g that's the purpose of the spectrum is to
1: oh okay i think well, that was you part- said, like the big satellite things and i'm like well those are for tv stations
0: that's just the, that's the that's the that's the spectrum that you're looking at okay. it's currently being used for those big huge satellite dishes
1: now they're gonna change it over to use it for 5g
0: yes there's a big whole thing where the guys are gonna have to move just like the TV broadcasters did last time. Ooh, all right, but the, the, people are kind of getting scared at the price points here because they're so
1: high.
0: Because they're so high, if Verizon and Comcast and AT&T spend dozens of billions of dollars. To just even just get the chance to actually use the spectrum? How much money are they going to have left over to actually roll out 5G? Well, I,
1: I mean, since they don't need to worry about net neutrality, they're supposed to have a lot more money that they can use to roll out and invest in infrastructure.
0: Oh, you're funny.
1: Wasn't that the whole argument?
0: Yeah, that was part of the argument, yes.
1: Net neutrality would prevent them from, well, not prevent them, but discourage them from investing in infrastructure. Ah, uh, screw you, Mr. Pi. Chairman Pi. Screw you. All right. Should we wrap up? Where are we at? I don't know. Oh, like yeah. No,
0: yeah. It's Is there anything on here that you want to? Nah. Okay. It is your review, sir. Yes. It is my review. I would like to review the TV show that uh, Kate kind of got me into, uh, Forged in Fire.
1: This is a bladesmithing competition.
0: Yes. It's been on the History Channel since 2015.
1: weird because it has nothing to do with history per se, but go on.
0: Yeah. No, it's, yeah. When it was the last show on History Channel about history?
1: I don't know. I don't know what's on the History Channel.
0: I don't even know what the current programming is on the History Channel right now either. History Channel lineup. Now I'm just curious.
1: Andy, tell me about Forge and Fire.
0: So it's a bladesmithing competition, sort of along the same lines as Chopped kind of thing. Where um, they have to make a blade within a, you know, set amount of time, and they're kind of given curveballs that they have to deal with. Like? Um, like having to scavenge metal off of various objects. Like the, the, the Christmas episode we were just watching, um, the bladesmiths had to take metal off of a sled to make their knives.
1: To make their knives?
0: Yep. Okay. There have been, been times where people are just given, like, you know, car springs. They're like, here's your metal.
1: Be like, I have to forge a blade out of this. Yes, and not just forge a blade. Come on, there's there's more to it than that.
0: Well, they also have to make the blade certain length. So there's their parameters saying, okay, your blade must be this long, must be this wide,
1: must be this kind of weapon.
0: Yes, <clears throat> and then they
1: test the blades.
0: Yes, they test the blades in on various objects tests.
1: for hardness, for strength, for integrity, for sharpness, for
0: flexibility. All different ways of chopping wood and various fruits and vegetables and attacking various um, ballistic gel dummies.
1: The hardness tests always make me so nervous. (laughs) When it's like, I'm going to take your knife and just whack it against moose antlers just as hard as I can. Mm -hmm. And we're not judging you by what happens to the antler. We're judging by what happens to the knife.
0: And then the top two people at that point um, have the final challenge in the episode, which is normally to recreate some sort of historical sword or knife or something at their home forge and then come back. And the two of them, you know, go head to head in the test as well with this recreated sword.
1: Uh, for a moment there. I mean, I've seen the show, so I know it's not. But for a moment there, I thought you were going to say go head to head in like a battle to the death. <laughs> you i like, wow, that show changed a lot from when I saw it. Okay.
0: Yeah, they needed the ratings to kick up in season seven. So, you know, all bets were off. No, they've, they've created everything from Viking battle axes to Anigo uh, Montoya's sword from The Princess Bride to William Wallace's sword. When um, I saw recently, um, they, uh, they actually uh, made... Oh, uh,
1: Turner. Never mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. William Wallace, the, the, the non-Mel Gibson Okay. Oh, that guy. Um, one of them, they actually didn't make swords. They actually (laughs) made firefighting equipment. Cause I guess there's like Like, some, well, that's still an ax, right? It's still a blade. Well, they had like forks and like a, like a spike and like a wedge. It was, it was a very complicated looking thing. Okay. And everybody in that episode was a, um, a former first responder of some four. They had like a fireman, EMT, police officer. And I forgot what the fourth guy was. But yes. No. There are a currently 161 episodes of this, and you know I I have never you know forged a thing in my life, but now I know like three different ways of actually forging things.
1: Yeah, they always yeah. seem to skip the tempering process, but that's because they don't have time.
0: Yeah, normally After they three just...
1: hours to make a blade. They're not going to be able to temper it.
0: No, they kind of just. They heat it up and then quench it. See what yep. happens.
1: That's called hardening it. And, uh, you know, if if they were to, if the guy who's testing those blades, if he were to smack that blade sideways, like the whole thing would shatter. You should not be hitting hardened steel against things.
0: Well, that's why you got to put that mild steel in there then too.
1: Well, when you talk about mild steel, you're talking about the carbon composition of the steel. That has nothing to do with how hard it is when you harden and quench it. Oh, Hardening and quenching is, you know, you know, a Prince Rupert's drop. When you take molten glass and you pour, like you just drip it into water, Mm-hmm. and you get this. It, it looks like a sperm is what it looks like, right? It's got a big round head and a really long, thin, wiggly tail. And you can hit the head with a hammer and it won't break. But if you just like tap the tail, the whole thing shatters. Same idea. That's what hardening steel is. You are putting it under a huge amount of internal stress. So anyway, continue your review. I have things to say about the show, but I will let you get your, your review in.
0: Well, it, I, it's it's fun to watch. Especially the chaos factor of people who are like, I've never actually done this before. So this will be new. Yep. And then it's always fun in the second round when I have to make a handle and it's like, hey, you see that decoration on the wall? You got to make your handle from that.
1: Yeah. For me, watching the show, I wish that... Like, they do the entire four people down to a winner in a half an hour. And I wish they took more time. I wish that were two episodes. I wish the first episode... because. They, you miss so much. You miss so much of what's going on, of the work that goes into this, of what each step is like. I wish that the first challenge was, like, an entire episode. You get to see what they're doing, you get to, to like, they explain more about what they're doing. And then, like, the second part of that first challenge is another episode. And then... When they go to their home labs, that's another episode. I want that to be at like three times as long as it is, because you just don't see anything. It's like, oh, cool! I have like a big piece of molten metal, and poof, there's a dagger, and like, mmm, but there's there's like so much more. And there's all these tools and machines that they're using that they don't like say anything about. They're just like, just, just like do do something with that, and and when they go home, oh my god. I, I watched one where they made a katana. They had to make a katana and like just it, it went from, yeah, I've, I've drawn out my seal to I made a she like a hilt for it. I'm like, there's so much in between there. So I will say this, Andy, and you can come back next week and, and tell me what you think. Um, Check out Alec Steele on YouTube. His name actually is Alex Steele, S-T-E-L-E. Okay. And he is a, that and, um, oh God, what's the other one? Hang on. I'm sending you, there's Alex Steele and there's another channel that's really good for weaponsmithing and like for seeing what goes into it. And, oh my God, what was the, what was, uh, Man at Arms. Go watch some episodes of Alex Steele and go watch some episodes of Man at Arms and compare that to Forged in Fire and tell me what you think. I mean, it's different because like these are not competitions. These are just experts doing their craft. But, like, Alex Steele uh, watching him do a, a Cavalier dress saber, not a Cavalier, cavalry a Cavalry dress saber from World uh, not World War, Civil War, Civil War era dress saber was incredible. Like, the whole thing, just absolutely incredible. That's what I got for you. Alright. Uh Forged and Fire, I think it, it it has potential, but I think they 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 should have not tried to rush it. I'm sure, I'm sure there's tons of material on the editing floor that they could have done to make it longer and I would say better.
0: Well they they did have some episodes. Uh, they called it Forged and Fire Cutting Deeper, where they actually had, I think. Um, extra scenes and the experts in there talking about everything. And I do believe like they actually like each one was like two hours long.
1: See, that sounds better. Also, the guy who does the sharpness tests and ends it with like, it will cut or it will kill. I hate that. <laughs> I like, dude, you don't need a catchphrase. You do not need a catchphrase.
0: He's actually it's modified not- the he's he, Doug. Doug has modified the catchphrase, actually. Yeah. It's now keel, K-E-A-L. K-E-A-L yeah he doesn't
1: need that it does not add to the show in any way it doesn't make his character cutesy or like exotic or just stop just stop just say it's sharp
0: on the on the fire tool episode he actually said it will rescue yeah
1: yeah, yeah. no no it is it is the most annoying part of the show for me random topic
0: random it's, topic
1: it's almost midnight
0: yeah well it yeah it's, which means it's, it's, it's
1: almost one o'clock there
0: yep Random topic rolled ahead of time. Yes. One that I was hoping never to actually touch, but Don't we get a a veto
1: on the random topic? <laughs> we are at the end of the year, Andy. I don't know if you've used yours yet.
0: Well, I it screw it, it's one AM. Okay. Random I... topic rolled ahead of time. What yeah. would you do with a vibrator?
1: Like what kind of vibrator?
0: My 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 answer is gonna be Vibrate something.
1: Okay, I mean that was my
0: tongue-in-cheek answer too when you first said, "I'm like, I'm gonna vibrate something." Uh, I mean, are we talking like an ultrasonic like cleaning bath vibrator, or are we talking, hey, hey, you know, if you well, know but, what I mean, know what I mean? But like, wink, 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 wink nudge, 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 nudge.
1: But to be to be clear and to be fair, like even when you're talking about wink, wink, nudge, nudge, there is a whole
0: spectrum of vibrators hold on let me go let me go into incognito mode <laughs>
1: <laughs> and waiting uh i'm on my work computer right now so even on incognito mode i ain't touching that but i i i have some knowledge of this i don't need to go in and look at that you have male vibra- you have vibrators designed for male enjoyment. You have vibrators designed for female enjoyment. You have actual because uh, a lot of vibrators, when, when they're sold on like big market stores, are uh, sold as massagers. They are they' are, like deep tissue massagers. The, the Hitachi magic wand was originally a like deep tissue massager that people then realized you could very easily use to stimulate genitalia. Um, I mean, what would I do with a vibrator? Probably use it. I guess that's the same as Andy's answer of vibrate something or give
0: it as a gift. Put it on the mantle and just wait for somebody to ask what it is?
1: No, probably not going to do that. Okay. Hang on, I'm looking at my mantle and just making...
0: Okay, yep, nope.
1: (laughs) That's not where we keep them.
0: (laughs) Wait, them? More than one? Yes. How deep down
1: this rabbit hole do you
0: want to go, Andy, at one o'clock in the morning? Well, uh, I, uh, I, I, you know, I've heard the horror stories of kids, and I've got two small children.
1: Of kids finding toys?
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 So, yeah, what would I do with a vibrator? I don't know, vibrate things? You know, they're, I had, a, like, an actual back massager for a while that I used as a back massager, because, you know, having your spine curved causes problems. You have a curved spine? Yeah, don't you, you know how my belly sticks out if you look at me from the side? I,
1: sure, yes.
0: Let me see if I can, I'll have to find a photo and then send it to you, but.
1: It's quite um, alright.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, my hips have turned inward and so, I, like, my spine doesn't actually Ouch. Okay. It's straight up and down, but if mm-hmm. you look at me from the side, it's got a big... So it's not it's not scoliosis, but, you know. Right.
1: It's not like a weird S shape, but it, uh, the front protrudes a little more.
0: Yes. Yes. So, you know, even if I'm like... I have to, like, work at trying to keep my spine straight. Yeah. Which, you know, after a long day sometimes doesn't work. And so, yeah, no, I've got... I have back problems every once in a while. Not as bad as hate in other people, but yeah, no, it's sounds sounds to me like
1: you need a, uh, some sort of deep tissue massaging device.
0: (laughs) I see what you did there.
1: Yep. And with that,
0: that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening.